0: We're starting a brand new series called The Ultimate Weapon, called The Ultimate Weapon. Don't worry about the title of my sermon today, but just pay attention to what I want to say. You know, many a times we think as Christians, we're really frail people, we're defeated beings, we've tasted the goodness of God, we loved what God is doing in our lives, we've tasted and we've seen that the Lord is good. We've seen and experienced breakthrough and victory, and then at times when when things come our way, like this title, when in doubt, we give in. We become frail. We act like we are close to nothing. We feel like we're defeated. But I wanna encourage you this afternoon, and I want you to know that you have not been created for defeat. You have not been created to be defeated. You've been created to be victorious every single day of your life and to thrive. And you know, when we feel we feel like, God, I can't, I don't really know what to do in this moment right now. We fail to understand and realize that we have the ultimate weapon. We are carriers of the ultimate weapon. The Bible says that, I'm paraphrasing it, but the Bible says you have been equipped with every good thing. You are not a person who goes into battle without any ammunition. You are not a person who has been sent, you are are not a person who goes out by yourself, but you are sent forth. And when you walk forth, you walk in the authority and the unction of the Almighty God and the Holy Spirit. When you walk forth, you're not walking without any ammunition, but you have the greatest weapon within you, and that is prayer. You know, in Ephesians 6, when we look at the armor of God, it says we God, you know, the armor consists of the the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and in our hand, which is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Now let me tell you this, you can go into battle having a really fancy armor, but if you don't know how to use it, it is of no use. You can have the best gun, you can have the best sword, you can have the best of everything. But if you don't know, listen, even when, you, even when you have got the armor on, you need to know how to walk. Someone say an amen. amen. Okay, you need to know how to walk. You need to know how to stand. You, know how, you need to know how to, how, to, how to be able to brace, you know, for impact or when something's coming up against you. If you don't know, if you don't know how to use it, then what you have you, could have, you could have the best gun, the best sword in your hand, but if you don't have the strength and the courage to use it, it is of no use. If you're not confident enough to use it, it is of no use. When God's talking about the armor of God, the strength and courage that he desires for every Christian believer to have, to function under the anointing and, in, and, and within the armor of God, the strength and courage that he's talking about is simply prayer. You can be covered all over, but if you don't know how to use the weapon, the ultimate weapon, which is prayer, to enable that armor to function well, then it's not gonna work. We fail to understand, you know, as believers, we, 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 we fail to understand that God has equipped us with everything. For every good work, for every battle, for every fight, for every obstacle, for anything and everything that may come our way, we are equipped. Turn to someone and say, I am equipped. I just had another thought in my head. It's okay. I'm going to flow with it. Now turn back to them and say, don't mess with me. I thought of another thought. I'm not going to say that. But we are well-equipped. We are well-equipped, you know? Now, when when I'm talking about prayer, when I'm talking about prayer, we don't have to go reciting something that is unknown to God. It's simply a conversation between two people. You coming to God and speaking to Him as a friend, And not just pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and pouring out to Him, but taking time to listen. Taking time to listen. That's the function of prayer. And I want you to know that just by coming under the authority, claiming the authority of Christ, and walking into an environment, it could be the most difficult environment you might be in, whether it's your office, whether it's in the presence of your boss, whether it's, whether it's a business deal, whether it's a client, whether it's in school, whether it's at home, whether it's with family, whether it's with a friend. You could walk into any environment. And I want you to know that your prayer is more than able to change the environment in order for God to work all things for your good. Someone say an amen. You know, no matter what's going on in the world right now, Jesus will always give you the victory. Jesus will always give you the victory. Speaking about victory, how many of you remember a while ago we prayed for Tina's mom? Yeah? You, a number of you remember? Tina's mom is in our midst today. Auntie, why don't you stand? That's the victory I'm talking about. Honey, please sit. Thank you so much. We're so glad that you and uncle could be over here with us this this afternoon. That's the victory I'm talking about. We're more than able to change the environment and to break down every stronghold that the enemy brings up against us. You know, God, no matter what's going on anywhere in the world, Jesus will always give you the victory that you desire. How do I know? Because scripture says it. But thanks be to God. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, thanks be to God who gives us the victory. That's not me laughing, that's me controlling my cough. <laughs> thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. There may be problems in your life or situations going on around you right now that might look grim, but in 2 Corinthians two fourteen it says, But thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Mark it down. With Jesus, you will always triumph. Because you and I are the carriers of that ultimate weapon that I'm speaking about. And that is prayer. That is prayer. So I want to encourage you. Rejoice. Be encouraged. No matter what life may be looking like right now, rejoice and be encouraged. Is there a decision you need to make but you just don't know what to do? Are you facing a problem that you're not so sure exactly how to respond to? When in doubt, pray. When in doubt, pray. We all have times where we get stuck and we just don't know what to do. We all have times where we get stuck and we doubt. Everyone faces situations where our abilities, our wisdom, our personal resources or experiences are insufficient to meet the needs before us or to know how to respond to the the threat coming up against us or to discern the direction we need to go in. But I have some good news. have a lot I have lots of good news actually you can know exactly what to do you can know exactly what to do even even when in the natural it looks impossible or it seems overwhelming you can know exactly what to do you know there's an amazing story I love this story in the Bible and it shows us exactly what to do when we're in doubt it's found in 2 Chronicles 20. Now just to give you a bit of a summary, the, the nation of Judah was surrounded by three large armies. Okay, And these armies were ready to attack and defeat King Jehoshaphat and the small nation of Judah. Jehoshaphat was outnumbered and outresourced by these enemy forces. Jehoshaphat did not know what to do. He was in doubt. Everything about the situation spelled disaster for Jehoshaphat and his people. What was he going to do? He did four very important things that turned his situation around and brought in the victory and i want to encourage you that if you just take these four important things that jehoshaphat took hold of and did and practiced i really believe that it can turn your situation i really believe that it can turn your situation around as well and bring that victory that you desire and so as we go through second chronicles verse chapter 20 i just want to show you what are these four powerful things very simple. The first is seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 4, so people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Notice the first thing the king did. Notice the first thing that Jehoshaphat did. The first thing that he did was he called for a prayer meeting. How dumb. How foolish He's so trying to figure out a strategy. How are we going to go up against his enemy? He calls for a prayer meeting. Why? Because he knew something that the other people did not know. that we may be outnumbered, but we've got something that they don't have. We've got something. Well, you've got something that they don't have. And so he called for a prayer meeting. It says Jehoshaphat was terrified. So they began to seek the Lord. He didn't go around punching the rocks. He didn't go around frustrated. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? He didn't go around slapping people. It's your fault. No, he was terrified. But he went to seek the Lord. When you don't know and when you're in doubt, the first thing to do is to seek the Lord. Why seek the Lord? Because we are weak and needy. We are weak and needy. What do we seek from the Lord? We first seek His presence. We first seek His His presence, then His wisdom, strength, guidance, deliverance, etc. When you don't know what to do, seek the Lord. The second thing, ask the Lord for help. Pray. In verse 6, it says, Oh, Lord, we can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. It doesn't say, God, we cry out to you. We don't really know if you're going to respond. No, it says, we, we know that we can cry out to you, and you will respond, and you will hear us and rescue us. Jehoshaphat knew that Judah needed God's help and he did not hesitate to ask for it. The second thing, the first thing he did was he called for a prayer meeting, decided to seek the Lord. The second thing that he did was pray. He decided to pray. Like I said, Judah was small. It was a small nation. They were weak. And even though things looked impossible, Jehoshaphat knew God and knew his God was bigger and stronger. How many of you today can say in complete confidence, my God is bigger and stronger? I'm not going to... I was not going to ask for a short sure fact. I was gonna, but thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm not trying to see who's going to put up their hand. I, wanna, I want you to get to that point I want to encourage you to get to that place that you know that in all things, say all things, my God is bigger and stronger. Again, in all things, my God is bigger and stronger. I want you to get to that place. I want you, I want to help you get to that place. I was at a place once where I did not know I had an idea. But as I strengthened my walk with God and drew closer and closer, because I really wanted to know what's this relationship like? Is it what people really say it is like? That God is for you and not against you? He will never leave you nor forsake you? I had to strengthen myself and learn and see for myself. That is why today, in all honesty, there are times when I crumble and 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 I fall. But it enables me to get up to know that if God did it back there, he's more than able to do it again. And in all honesty and and confidence, I can say, I know that my God is bigger and stronger. I want us all to come to that place, to be able to come to that place. In the natural, the threat seemed like sure defeat, but adding God to the equation meant victory. Adding God to the equation meant victory. When we pray and ask for God's help, things are tipped in our favor. It may feel like it's leaning completely on the opposite side, but when we ask God for our help, when we ask God for his help, like the thunder's roar, I believe that you are God. When, When things are tipped and they're in favor, wow, what my beard when things are probably they seem like they're in favor of other people and when you call on God and you ask for his help he's more than able to reverse that entire situation and allow it to work for you when you don't know what to do when you're in doubt pray and ask God and God will show you what to do the third thing keep your eyes on the Lord Verse 12 says, We do not know what to do. God, we're praying to you. We don't have a strategy. We don't really know what to do. But our eyes, our eyes are fixed on you. You know, it's very important to keep focus. In a battle, you know, I, I'm relating everything to a soldier because uh, very often, very often, the life of a Christian is, is, uh, is, is described. Or what, what, give me the word. Somebody give me the word. The life, of, the, the life of a Christian is compared to that of a soldier. The life of a Christian is compared to that of a soldier. Now, the thing is, a person can go out to battle. A person can go out to fight. A soldier can go out to fight. But if he's not focused on what is out there, if he's not focused on what he's sent out, if he's not focused on what he's sent out there to do, He's going to be shot at and defeated. It's very important for that soldier to have his focus in the right place, to keep his eyes set on the task ahead of him. In the same way, in the same way we need to understand as Christians, we are in a battle daily. Not, 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 I don't mean to scare you or to... To, uh, to get you to feel like, oh my God, what, what's this battle? No, no, no. In saying that, you are in a battle daily. You are also equipped daily. You are also equipped daily. But what the key thing is, is to keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution to the problem. The solution to every problem that we have. Is Jesus the more you focus on the problem the more you'll see how small that problem is and you will make it bigger instead of looking how the small instead of focusing on how small the problem is and making it bigger focus on that small problem and know that you have a bigger God who's stronger keep your eyes on the Lord The last and final thing that I want to say is praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's Christianese, okay? It's Christianese. I couldn't think of any other thing to put, but you know when you pray and you have complete confidence that God is on your side and God is going to see you through, prayer gives birth to Praise you are able to praise God and thank God in advance for your victory because you've prayed in confidence knowing that my God is for me. I have a family situation right now. I need help. Wow, the thunders today, man. I have a family situation. Sorry. Sorry. I have a family situation right now. I need help. Pray. God This family is given to me by you. I need help. I want this family to be united. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm going to praise you, God. I believe that you will make it happen. I trust you. I don't see it right now, but I praise. I put on a banner of praise, and I rejoice because I'm going to see it happen. I declare it in the supernatural. I'm going to see it happen in the natural I'm walking into a business meeting, oh God, man, this is slipping out of our hands. There are four other competitors over there who have a, better, who have a better, better plan, a better proposition than me. I have nothing, but God, if it's your will, I thank you in advance that you will give this to me. And all you need to do is walk in with confidence that you've prayed and you know your God is for you and walk out with that contract in your hand. Somebody say an amen. amen. We often, we often misunderstand and we look down on ourselves thinking that we are useless and we are nothing. But that's the lie of the enemy. You know, when God says... It was the worst thing to say. Speak to this mountain. Move. And it will move. I've never had anything move in front of me when I spoke to it. Often I had my kids move in front of me. Lana, move out of the way. Zoe, move out of the way. You know, God's telling me to speak to this mountain. He's not literally talking about the mountain, but he's... He wants you to realize no matter how big that thing is in front of you, if you pray and you ask me in complete confidence, knowing that I am able, I will make it move. Thank God in advance and start praising me for it. You know, and then... I'm just going to skip this and go to the last verse, verse 22. Verse 22. When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were struck down in defeat. Say it with me. They were struck down in defeat. They were struck down in defeat. Listen, know this one thing. Whatever battle you may be facing today, whatever battle may come your way, the battle is not yours. It always was and it always will belong to God. And God will take care of it. You don't try to move even your finger. Don't. It belongs to God and God will take care of it. There's power in praise. Praise is a powerful weapon that comes out of a place of prayer. Establishing a strong goal against the enemy and silencing the foe and the avenger. When you praise God, it confuses the enemy and your praise brings the victory. When you don't know what to do, when you are in doubt, Pray, pray, pray. I want you to know that God will not let you down. He didn't disappoint King Jehoshaphat. He gave Judah an incredible supernatural victory. They did not know what it was going to look like, but they just went before God, and they called out to his name. They went to seek the Lord. They asked God. They prayed. And they praised. They praised God. Sorry, I missed the the third point. They kept their eyes on the Lord. Seek the Lord. Ask. Pray. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And praise Him in advance for what is to come. Praise Him in advance. You don't have to try to figure out, oh, I haven't received my breakthrough yet. It's not for you to figure out. We learn that from knowing God's will. Knowing God's will is his problem, not yours. All that you need to do. And this series is is, is pretty much going to be like a transition from knowing God's will into this series. You don't have to figure out how is it going to happen, what's going to happen. All that you need to do is trust God completely. Pray in complete confidence knowing, knowing that my God is bigger and stronger. I'm going to pray in a moment, but if you've not had a prayer life, or you've had a prayer life and you've walked away, it seems very tiring, I have to get a whole bunch of things done before I pray, and then when I finally sit down and pray, God, thank you for this day, thank you for everything, in Jesus' name, amen, that's good, I'm not saying it's bad, but in order to strengthen your relationship with God and if, in order to get to know him and for him to get to know you, he knows you inside out, but he wants to establish that relationship with you, you need a lot more than that. And so what I'm trying to say is if you don't have that kind of a prayer life and you really want to know, you want to speak to God about anything and everything that you're going through, you want to share how you feel inside, today is a good day to start. Today is a good day to start. Even if it's for five minutes. Start with that five minutes. And gradually build on that. Gradually build on that. Because one thing about the weapon, one very important thing about the weapon is you need to know how to use it. You need to know how to use it. The weapon is there. But today is a good day to start learning to use it. You know, when you buy an electrical, uh, when you buy an electrical appliance, or you buy something, a washing machine or something, and there's an instruction manual that comes along with it that teaches you and tells you how to use it in the best possible way so that you don't make a mistake by you trying to figure it out. In the same way, the best place to start praying is to open the user, the user manual, which is the word of God. I don't know what to pray. Open, read scripture, start praying out scripture. Start with five minutes. God wants you more than you know. He wants to establish a relationship more than you know, with you more than you know. Today is a good day to start. And if you are saying, yes, I've messed up. I've, I've, I've slipped through the cracks all eyes closed, all eyes closed, just put up your hand, if you want to start, I'm not going to, listen, the only reason I'm asking you to put up your hand is because I want to pray that God will help you establish that prayer life, okay, I've been there, when I've, I've been at that place where I've slipped and slipped and slipped, okay, I'm not perfect, at times I'll be so tired, I'm like, oh God, thank you, bless Bless. Thank you for blessing me throughout this day. Thank you for an awesome day in Jesus. I, listen, listen, I'm with you. I'm, win, I'm with you in that. I constantly need to strengthen myself and improve as well. We're all in this together. But if you are saying, God, I want to start this journey. Just put up your hand wherever you are. Just put up your hand. All eyes closed. All eyes closed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just put those hands back down. Lord, I just pray right now for all these people who've put up their hands. They have the desire to get to know you more. And even as they desire, Lord, to begin this this life of prayer today, to journey with you, to be able to speak to you, to be able to open up our hearts to you and to just share anything and everything, I just pray, Lord, that you would not only enable them uh, to see how exciting this journey is going to be, but Lord, I pray, Father God, for strength, that you would strengthen them. I take authority right now in the name of Jesus and I come, I come against any and every plan against them that would stop them from speaking to you, that would stop them from starting this journey with you. I come against every obstacle. And I pray, Lord, that even as they desire to start today, Lord, I just pray that you'd birth within them a, a, a constant hunger, to get to know you more and to be able to speak to you daily. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we all stand? Well, I just have one announcement. Uh, Just to let you know that as a church, we we love, you know, when people make decisions, they make a commitment to follow Christ. The next step is baptism. And so we love to celebrate when people get baptized. So if any one of you have a desire to get water baptized, all you need to do is just get on our website, uh, website, fill in the form, and we'll make it happen for you. If you have a desire to get water baptized, just get on our website, fill in a form, and we'll make it happen for you. And just know that we've got our prayer teams at the back ready to pray for you. And uh, if, if anyone wants to meet me or my wife, we'll be up here in the front. Uh, we'd love to meet with you, pray for you. But uh, all in all, uh, let me just pray a blessing over you. It's going to be a crazy, it's going to be an amazing week. Roads are going to be empty. People are going to be enjoying with friends, family, everything. And so, Lord, in the midst of this Eid break, we we just pray a blessing over this land. We pray a blessing over our Muslim brothers as well, even as they celebrate. That, uh, Lord, we just pray that you keep everyone safe. We pray for, we pray, Lord, for uh, this nation to be sickness-free. We pray our community be sickness-free. And even as we go through this week, we just pray, Lord, that everyone will get a good amount of rest. We would enjoy our time with our near and dear ones. Keep us safe for people who are driving to other parts of of, uh, the Emirate or outside the Emirate. We pray for protection. Uh, We pray that going out and coming in would be blessed. And all in all, we thank you for we know that we serve and we have a big God and a strong God by our side. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Give God a hand. God bless you. Have an awesome week.